On today's episode of Scientific Healing, you're going to hear the foundation of that. The real reason is to deepen your understanding of just how powerful you are and to grow you into a greater version of who it is that you're created to be. Here is today's scientific healing tip. Hi, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, and one of the questions and one of the concerns that many people um, talk to me about during their uh, calls and during the classes is, I wished I would have known about this earlier. I would not have done the things that I've done in my life. And a lot of people think that they're in the wrong place and at the wrong time. But I'm here to tell you that there's nothing further from the truth. You are exactly where you need to be. I've been in many, many situations where I thought those same things to myself and later did the gift of being in those places come out. And I discovered that being sick, for example, being so sick that I only had two good hours a day taught me to value my time, not only that, but it also led me down the path to becoming a healer. So you may be in a crappy relationship, a crappy job, something that you absolutely hate doing. You may be in a house that you don't want to be living in. It's too small or it's too big or it's in the wrong location. Just trust me, the path in your life is exactly laid out for you to learn to be the best person you can be. Everything is laid out in the perfect sequence for you to become the magnificent person that you are meant to be. So just remember every challenge is actually an opportunity to expand your consciousness and to learn. Hello everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has amplified results with hundreds of my clients and healing students. Discover how you can energetically attract new clients when working as a healer or coach at scientifichealer.com forward slash success. Today, my very special guest is Felicia Searcy. She is a force of nature. She speaks so passionately about you living your dream life and helping you transform into exactly as you imagined. Successful people always have a spiritual side, which is something that is not well known even amongst spiritual people, and that is her, her expertise. She helps you discover the immutable laws of the universe and how you can use them to transform your life in ways you never thought possible. She has helped tens of thousands of people do just that. She has inspired many more with her speaking, her writing, and her ministry. She is thrilled and so happy by the results that people have experienced in their lives as they learn and apply the system that she shares. I can't wait to hear about it. And she is passionate about helping you create the results you want so you can live your dream life. Welcome, Felicia. I am so happy we finally made it here. I know. Me too, Anastasia. It's uh, a thrill to be here. Yeah. So, you know, everyone has a personal story about how they got started down the path to helping people with whatever they do. And I know that you were a minister before. So could you tell us a little bit about that background and how you got started doing that? Do you, how I got started ministering or just, yes. Uh, and the transition from minister to, you know, helping people live their dreams. 
Well, so I, um, what I can share is that um, growing up, um, I always had a longing for a deeper connection. Um, I had a childhood experience like many, many people have had where um, I had uh, parents who had terrific issues with mental illness and addiction. And so um, over time just felt extremely alienated. Um, and it reached a point in, uh, and reached a point, I reached a point in my life where I had to do something different. Um, I had a relationship with this thing called God that was very distant, very punitive, um, and, and it just wasn't working. And it was like, I was either going to find something different because I longed for a deeper spiritual connection. I was either going to find something different or I was going to fire God. And I realized I didn't want to necessarily fire God. So I started looking around to see what other frameworks, what other perspectives, what, what were other people saying than what was in my immediate world. And as you know, as any of us, when we're in pain and we're reaching, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I discovered this technicolor um, possibility of this relationship with this infinite intelligence that's breathing through us. And so I learned about these universal laws. I dug in and studied them for everything I was worth. My life transformed in every element. And I became so on fire with helping other people transform their lives. You know, what's really interesting though, when I look back, I've always had a desire to teach in some way, um, um, spiritual law. I just, I grew up in a tradition where women weren't necessarily recognized as teachers and leaders. And so it was really a, a radical shift for me to begin to put on the mantle of being able to support people, sharing with them what I had learned. So, so what happened was I, I, I found a spiritual path um, that teaches the, uh, the laws of the universe, teaches um, the concept, the, well, the principle, the truth, that this energy is creative, it's generative, this energy is of love. And, um, and I would... I, I, I served in that ministry for 15 years and then um, I would watch people come in, get inspired, feel really good on Sunday, but then just go back in their lives without really doing much to apply. I mean, some, but not the, at the level that I know we're capable of. And I realized that I had, I um, stepped in, to a point to what it was that I really wanted to do, but I really wanted to help people transform. So I got- yeah, That's exactly this, the problem that so many people have. You know, they, they can read a book and say, oh yeah, that book makes a lot of sense. Or they can even attend a class. Oh yeah, that class, class makes a lot of sense. And then they go home and this is actually energetically programmed into us. If you don't reprogram yourself somehow, nothing is ever going to change. And That's it. There's a yeah. difference between having a conceptual understanding and a mm -hmm. cellular, and it requires a high degree of awareness and rigorous application. 
Yes. So, and it's easier, you know, like I always say, it sounds easy, but remembering to do a really simple step, like get up in the morning and take a glass of water, like the first thing in the morning, just remembering that step is a really huge effort. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, Anastasia, that I help people understand now in this incarnation of my work, because I wanted to create a structure where I could really support people in deepening their um their awareness and understanding of how these laws work and showing them how to apply it at the granular level because the thing about it is we're applying it all the time anyway mm -hmm. we, we can't turn off the communication with this infinite intelligence so let's do it in a way that create that grows us into the people that we are created to be and causes us to create the results that we would love so that's why I shifted from ministry to this, because I felt like if I went broader with my touch, but deeper with my teaching and application, I would serve people in such a higher capacity. And, and you know this, there's something when people make a very clear, defined financial investment in themselves. And so I wanted to move from nonprofit to profit to support people in that step and to um, be able to grow my income in order to be able to bring a much higher degree of contribution to the things that are meaningful for me. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that is one of those immutable laws of the universe is that you have to exchange energy. So the money is energy in and your work to them is energy out and they, it will, will not be received. Like if you give it for free, it just simply doesn't work. Yes. And the yes. larger the investment, the more vested they are in the program. That's a, yeah. right? That's it. You know, the investment is not about me. It, yeah. In terms of, um, it's about me in terms of my expertise, which I have stayed deeply committed to growing my awareness mm -hmm. and my expertise by investing highly in myself mm -hmm. and with some of the top teachers in the human potential movement in the world. And when I invite people into that relationship, it's no longer about me. It's about them. Well, it's mm -hmm. never about me, but it's, it's about them and saying, my ability to consciously create is the most important thing that I can invest in, which then translates into a life that we love living. But ultimately, the, the real... Um, the foundation of that the real reason is to deepen your understanding of just how powerful you are and to grow you into a greater version of who it is that you're created to be oh man you just have dropped so many precious <laughs> nuggets you know like everything you're saying you know being that the beings that we were created to be like most people don't think that way that we are divinely created and we were created to be magnificent yeah, and, 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 you know, and everybody who's listening to this, you're already magnificent. You've already translated that into a high degree of um, awareness in the human form. You, your world of facts are probably really, really good. And spirit, life is not done. And the only way spirit can invite us into a greater awareness of who we really are is to drop the seed of desire in our heart because that's then the catalyst to um, cause us to reach for more, which is really causing us to stretch into more. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. Like, you know, you have to want it. And the investment is always what you're investing for you. It's almost like a selfish thing. I'm putting this much of my energy into it to receive, really. Yeah, well, and here's the thing about that. The thing that I tell people is to deny your desire is the highest form of selfishness because your desire is not yours. I'm not talking about a craving. I'm not talking about something that you're lusting over. I'm talking about that deep searing desire that when courageous people give themselves the opportunity to really be in the most reverent holy question that we can ask, which is what would I love and go down beyond all the layers of conditioning and history and other people's opinions and what the outside world is saying you can or cannot do. You touch the hem of the garment. You touch the divine and it shows up in the very specific form of your dream. So for you to say, for any of us to say, oh, it's selfish for me to think about my desire, I'm going to encourage you to flip, it, flip that on its head. To not consider and make a decision for your desire is the highest form of selfishness because you're denying your transformation from the body of humanity. You're denying your gift from the body of humanity, and you're denying yourself as the conduit through which the supply, the abundance, the flow, the energy of all that is through you, you're not making yourself available for that. No. And the other thing that somebody says to me, said to me, and I've heard it repeated by a number of people, is that you're also denying there are people praying for, yes. the, for the answers that you have within you. They're praying for you to show up for them, and it's selfish of you not to. Exactly. Yes. And I, um, that's what I was sure with the folks that I have the honor of working with, that your desire, you are actually picking up the echo of the prayers of people that are praying for what it is that you have to offer. Oh, that one just gave me goosebumps. I love that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this a few times to pull those beautiful nuggets out. Oh, wow. thank you, <laughs> So, so who, who's, who's somebody, who's a typical person that shows up for you? Like, there are people that are longing for this. So who's the one that, like, who is attracted to this really precious, like, I just can't even say it, precious transformation. So it's, it's people who have experienced uh, uh, a good degree of success in their life. And when I say success is that you, you know, you look around, you've overcome some things in the world, um, outside looking in, you've, things are good. You know, it's, it's, we, um, I know when I really took a much deeper dive into this, I had a happy relationship. Um, I had a, a decent vocation that I was engaged in. You know, I financially, I wasn't struggling. Yet, you know, I didn't want for anything. And I would say that most people in the United States, we don't really want for something. I mean, people who are listening to this, it's, it doesn't mean that you're like an Oprah success, but you know, you've, you've got a, a, a pretty decent thing going. Yet there's a longing for more that deep down, in fact, I just got a call. I got an email from somebody who's happily married and got two kids and stay at home mom and feels good about what she's doing, but yet she knows there's something more for her to do. 
that there's something more for her to contribute. She may, you may or may not know necessarily what that is, and that's okay, but you just feel that pull to something more. And sometimes we feel guilty that we have that pull for something more, because again, it feels selfish. But when you understand that that pull for more, that's not yours. That's life knocking on the door of your heart, seeking to bring you into a richer, freer, fuller expression. So it's people who know that they have more to contribute, people who have a particular area of their life where they're feeling a sense of dissatisfaction and discontent and want more, and fundamentally people who are seeking a deeper awareness and connection with the spiritual side of their nature. Yes, beautiful. So let's take a little break now and we can get more granular with this a little bit, like, you know, what people experience when they work with you. And then I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, you've had, you've been in business for a long time, like what, you know, some things that we could uh, talk a little bit about that to help encourage other people that have this desire to you know, have this, con this big connection and to really answer those prayers for some people. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. And today, my very special guest is Felicia Searcy, transformational expert. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into her process and show how you can create a dream life. Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Business owners, CEOs, and other C-level suite professionals hire me for, so they can stay healthy and function at optimal levels. Now, healers and business owners such as coaches that work intuitively and are empathic hire me to build their six-figure practices. In my programs, we do this energetically and with sound business principles. You know, the old ways of marketing and selling simply don't work with empathic, intuitive individuals. Things like um, pointing out the pain points and uh, turning up the pain, it's just simply out of alignment with the way we operate. So you're probably wondering, what is it that we do now instead to attract our ideal client to us? I have four steps that work really well. These are my top tips. One, clean up your intentions towards your prospective client. The first thing is that if you are in need or lack, it's like wearing a repellent around you. People will think that you are wanting them only for their money. When you are in abundance and generosity, they will be magnetically attracted to you. Tip number two, Clean your language up. What happens too often is that we get so excited about what we're talking about that we use industry buzzwords. Things like high density lipoprotein, for example, or uh, the lifeline on the palm if you're a palm reader, or if you are a healer, people will use things like aura and chakra. This instantly cuts the communication and doesn't allow you to build that deep level of trust and that deep bond with your prospective ideal client. Number three is to clean out your own energetic, um, emotional, and relationship baggage. 
That will also act as a repellent if you're operating from a place of anger or disappointment or jealousy. You will um, have trouble attracting ideal clients. I did this with uh, one of my clients who had not been able to attract new clients for six months. And I did this, cleaned up her energetic space, and in a matter of four hours, she booked six new clients. That was miraculous for her, and it saved her practice. Number four, and that is step into your own value. Understand what you have to offer someone else and how valuable it is. That will allow you to charge appropriately, and the universe answers by being able to um, create that flow of energy that happens between you and your prospective client. And the final tip is to get off that income roller coaster. That income roller coaster keeps you feeling depleted and it draws your energy down. And getting off that income roller coaster, one quick tip is to be able to develop programs instead of sessions with your clients. These are my top tips for developing a successful practice. When you are ready to develop a six-figure practice, sign up by going to scientifichealer.com forward slash success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chavez. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for interacting with others positively and effectively. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success to learn how to be energetically attractive to others and magnetically attract people to you. Before the break, we were talking to Felicia Searcy about transforming your life into your dream life. Let's dive deeper into her process. Welcome back, Felicia. It's great to be back. (laughs) Oh, man, you dropped so many beautiful nuggets. So, you know, before the break, we talked about uh, who shows up. So so tell, tell us a little bit about what people were experiencing before in their life and give us a couple of examples of how they transformed, because I know that you've helped so many people. Yeah, so uh, let me give you the example of Shelby. Um, Shelby, remarkable woman, all the all the before and all the way through the process. She is like probably like many of your listeners, where she um, um, good marriage. Um, she was living in Wisconsin, um, um, had a son. She was a nurse practitioner, worked for the county. Uh, was on uh, the board um, of her church, was involved in the youth ministry. I mean, so out, outside looking in, she was just, you know, basically a, a typical person doing doing well. But she had a longing to bring forward a particular business. Now, here's the thing about your longing. Whatever it may be, it's going to show up in a form, right? It's going to show up in the form of you want greater health. You want a richer relationship. You want um, to build out a business. You want the ideal position. You want more money flowing into your checkbook. That's the content of the curriculum of your evolution that the universe is inviting you into. So for Shelby, her desire was to build out a business. Now, the minute you start thinking about something more expansive, 
there's there's life seeking to express by means of us and then there is and you talked about it anastasia there is this habit this gravitational pull back to the familiar it's like the riptide of the pacific ocean and so few people understand the strength of it um i i have studied with bob proctor personally and he talks about having a healthy respect that um that we have to have a healthy respect for the power of the habit, the power of the paradigm. Otherwise, it will seem like we're being logical, but in fact, it's habit pulling mm -hmm. us back. And so, um, so Shelby had a habit of, um, you know, going along with pretty much what everybody else was saying. But as she made a decision to get support in the form and i'm very grateful that i got to be the one to support her in the highest form of um coaching and support that i made available one of the things that she learned how to do that i don't know that well i know i wasn't taught this and i don't know if you were necessarily taught how to do this in school or you know along the way in life but it's to learn how to ask the most potent holiest question that you can learn how to ask which is what would I love? What would I love? And you don't just ask it once and you don't just ask it twice, but you keep asking it because we have so many layers of conditions overlaid to the answer to that question where we can't really hear the answer without first having to sift through all the reasons why we're not asking the question in the first place. So Shelby got really clear and she kept asking the question. What she realized was that not only did she want to build out a particular business, and Anastasia, you'll appreciate this, that she wanted to build out a work where she was supporting people with diabetes with alternative ways of healing. Mm -hmm. and, but what she realized is that as she really began to ask that question, it's a really scary question. It's the most courageous question that you can ask. She realized what she really wanted to do was to move that she wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest. The minute she started saying that, all these reasons started reaching up and pulling at her. You got your family here. Who do you think you are? What about your parents? What if you go out there and you fail? What about your husband? But as you stay with that question and you learn how to create a whole vision around it, images, and you sensorize these images and you live into them as if they're happening now, because as you know, Anastasia, in the world of physics, they already are. Yes, exactly. They, they, it's you know, actually just, a quantum effect, people. It's a quantum effect that everything that was, will be, and is now is already here. Yes. I mean, <laughs> think about this. You got, you, so... Saturday, I'm getting on an airplane and flying to Dallas, from LA to Dallas. I mean, mm -hmm. think about this, everybody. If we wanted to fly, if we wanted to get from LA to Dallas, say 300 years ago, think about how we would have done that. We probably walked or maybe, maybe a horse if they were around then. Think about this. Every single step along the way, we had the capacity to get on an airplane. We did not invent flight. We discovered the laws of aerodynamics. We pulled it out of this invisible field. We became willing to think from a state of awareness that put us in harmonic congruency with those ideas. And we brought forth that 
formula, that process, and we put it into form where now we can fly. But we've had that ability since the genesis of creation. Yes, absolutely. Because there were things flying and, you know, it was finally somebody said, how does a bird fly? Exactly. But when you think about the power of that, I mean, don't, don't, those of you who are listening, don't let this, don't just skim the surface of this. Because when we really begin to understand how things that weren't here at one point are here now, it's evidence that there's not a single thing that you can think up that the, the, the intelligence that generated the idea in the first place doesn't already know how to bring it into form. We just have to stay congruent with being the people that are living that life before the facts catch up, before matter is informed. So Shelby just kept putting on, I'm the woman doing this. What is, so if I'm, if I'm really living this life, what are the kind of conversations that I'm having? What are the actions I'm taking today? How does that woman go to the grocery store? How does that woman drive her car? Because that woman does things differently than the way we're doing it now. This is where the rigorous discipline comes in because you know how to do your life right now really well. You are so well honed for your current life. It's, you have to literally adapt yourself Mm-hmm. To this new way of being in order to be able to make welcome this new degree of abundance and good and freedom in your life. And so you're training yourself and how to live at that level. And so Shelby, over and over and over, walk through um, the formula that I walk people through with support because we can't see when we slip back. I mean, Anastasia, you saw me this weekend, as even with the, the depth of training that we both have, you know that we're on the edge of something new and more, even more magnificent. And there's that gravitational pull back to the familiar. And, if and we don't that's have, why we need help. That's, that's why it. people need your help. They need my help. They need help because we have a bigger vision for them than they have for themselves. And why we also seek help because our coaches and our teachers have a bigger vision for us than we could ever possibly have for ourselves. Exactly. And to help us see things that we can't see Mm -hmm. because we're inside the frame. Mm -hmm. And it's the subtle exchange of energy. I was just talking to um, one of my mentors this morning and it was just a subtle shift of energy. That's where the acceleration happens. So with Shelby, she began to put this on, work this. And within a very short amount of time, her whole family was moved out to the Pacific North. When I say her whole family, her son and her and her husband moved out to the Pacific Northwest. She connected with this agency where she wrote her job description exactly the way that she wanted it. She sets her hours. She actually more than doubled her salary. She tells them how much time off she wants. They're traveling. Her son's doing great. Her husband's doing great. They have a deeper, richer relationship than they ever have. And I got a card from her um, last year. We worked together for three years. And it was just stunning watching her, you know, boom, 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 boom. Um, And then she was sharing with me what was happening for her even afterwards because she was continuing to apply what she learned. But here's the real gift. The results are fabulous. But the results are just simply evidence in the world of facts of who you are growing into 
mm -hmm. in the process of this. And mm -hmm. that's the real purpose and the real gift. Yeah, that's the real secret, you know, yeah. and like, and you also take them through like one step at a time. Like some people say, I'm going from here to there and okay, I want to do it all at once. And then it's overwhelming to the body. It's just like this energetic, what you call this, an energetic inertia. And it takes yes. a while to shift. Like you can have rapid shifts. Okay, you start a new habit, but you have to really stay persistent in the new habit. Like the new way of thinking, whatever, whatever you're thinking, that new way of thinking has to stay, you know, you have to keep doing it. My, I always say like in habits, when you were saying that's a really the pullback, I, I tell people this story. I moved my, when I was drinking coffee 25 years ago, I moved my coffee filters from one place that I had kept it for two months to a more convenient place in my kitchen. Do you know that two years later, I had them only two months, two years later, I still reached for the old cabinet. That's how ingrained habits can get. And yes. that's just one simple habit. So you've got all these layers that, that, you know, we have these layers of your family, your society, your schooling, you know, your gender. Generational. Right. Generational. Like you have all these things that are layered on top of you. And, you know, it's like, where are you in this picture? Most of us, especially women, we're just like stuck in this groove. Okay, we're supposed to walk that way. You're supposed to behave that way. You're the wife. You do this. You know, we have all these images that are really not us. <laughs> exactly. Which is why one of the things, so the process that I take people through is to really stay with this question, what would I love? We create a very clear, highly calibrated vision. Mm -hmm. where it's sensorized and I go through word by word and we calibrate the language and then you start building a relationship with that vision as mm -hmm. if it's happening now and most importantly you build a relationship with the person living that vision putting on so if I really believed this was happening what's the internal conversation what are the external conversations who am I hanging out with how am I dressing and then on a daily basis, asking the question, because now you got to move your feet, right? You can't just visualize and go make a yeah, sandwich. It's, in the yeah, it's not the secret. This yeah. is like the life, not the secret. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> one of the ways that I help people determine, so what are my next action steps, is to ask two questions. If I really believe this dream was happening, what's the action step I took today? And then the second one is what can I do where I am with what I have, knowing we have way more resource than what we can see. But when, we, when we're thinking from a state of awareness of completion, now we have access to a whole nother level. Well, you can talk to this, which you do beautifully. Whole nother level of creativity, whole nother level of literally sight to see opportunities that were there all along. But now they're coming into our field of vision and a much higher degree of boldness and confidence to physically take those steps with an expectation of success. Yes. And, and so speaking to that, there is a thing that's called situational blindness. So if you're in a way of thinking, you don't even see the possibilities until they come to you. So you can say, no, you have this possibility available to you. And all of a sudden it's just like, you know, you did, somebody says, do you know, and they name some weird car like Lamborghini, right? Do you know about a Lamborghini? No, I've, I don't know. I've never seen one. Then all of a sudden you see dozens of them on the street. That's it. 
right now you're you're tuned right but they've uh-huh. been there all along and <laughs> exactly living living a vision-based life we're, we're, we're living from one or two ways of living we're the living from conditions where we allow the, the the information that the five senses are taking and to tell us what we can or cannot do you know and if people really believe that our thinking is what creates our results and then we're literally going to our history mm-hmm. to determine our future That's which one. is the the backwards way to go yes the other way <laughs> is vision it's a vision driven life where we are living <laughs> from the images realizing that that's the relationship it's the communication to this divine intelligence um that's seeking to express by means of us and i think that's the difference between somebody who's who's realizing their success and keeping it and one that has has at least as many talents if not more in not making it that's That's the real difference right there that's it that's it anastasia because you realize your success is not based on the success your, your, your success is based on this energy and what's happening out here is just simply evidence of the relationship with that infinite intelligence because this can go away. You know, at any given moment, all of this can go away. But when you understand the process that created this in the first place, when I say this, the, out, the outward manifestation, now you've got true freedom. That's yes. real freedom. And you're able to hold it loosely with an open hand. Right, because there are a lot of people that obtain a level of success and the whole thing goes completely away. Oh, I I call it the success yo-yo. We have Mm -hmm. a set point. People, Mm -hmm. we all have a set point. And and when you start going beyond that set point, there's Mm -hmm. like this pull backward, which is why such a, um, a, 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 a powerful process of living into your dream is that you're raising your set point to allow even a greater degree of abundance into your life. And it's what you're talking about. You're working with the body to accommodate that. I mean, think about your body. Your body is the intersection between the visible and the invisible realm. As spiritual beings having a a human experience, this, this is the container in which we live and move and have being. And we literally have to train our bodies to allow a much greater degree of abundant energy to flow through them. Because it, you know, I talked to my folks about the energy of excited, you know, people get excited. Well, think about excitement. It's an indicator that it's not normal. You, you want to work with excitement and bring it down to gratitude, to delight, to joy, and to deep well-being. But you don't want to live at excitement because effectively what you're doing is you're communicating to the, the universe that what I'm now experiencing is not normal. And you want to normalize this. So you're right. building out a new normal. This is, this, Of course this is happening. I'm working with law, whatever this is. This is now my new normal. So I'm now working with excitement and bringing it into gratitude, and well-being. So as you ground it, you're literally expanding your capacity to allow a greater degree of abundance in the form of the facts of your dream to flow into your life. And you're, you will be less likely to do something to 
want to make it go away. It's like, oh my God, too much good. There's too much good going on. Let me push this away. Yeah, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Exactly, exactly. So so for people to connect with you, because we're running running, uh, right to the edge of our time. For people to connect with you, your website is feliciacearcy.com, F-E-L-I-C-I-A-S-E-A-R-C-Y.com. And you have some free gifts. So you have the top five mistakes that people... Yeah, top five mistakes people make when going for their dream. It's a download and, and what to do instead. And I just walk you through as I've worked with thousands of people. Here's what people rep- do repetitively. And so I walk you through, these are the mistakes and here's what to do instead. So it's not just here's the problem, but here's the solution. And then if people want me live, I do, uh, it's my gift once a week. It's a free Facebook live broadcast on my business page, Felicia Searcy. Just, you know, go up on Facebook and, and look for Felicia Searcy's business page. Well, and... I'll put it on, I'll put it on the blurb that goes out. Okay. Right. Or on the page. So when people come to the page and look at the, the show notes, it'll be in there. Perfect. And there's a link that they can actually link into and get on my messenger list is here when I'm going live. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Felicia. Ah, Anastasia, this is great. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our fabulous guest, Felicia Searcy. And you can connect with her again at FeliciaSearcy.com. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success and sign up for your free five-day successful healers program. I know some of you that help or heal others intuitively or energetically are ready to take your healing skills and business far beyond where you can possibly have imagined them now. I invite you into a conversation. I have reserved time for you on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.